0: Time for Chamber Chat with folks from the Northeastern Connecticut Chamber of Commerce. As we're joined again by the Executive Director, Betty Kujai, we've got the new President, and that would be Doug Porter of the Chamber. And we've got a couple of the actual members of the organization as well, including Doug, to talk about their particular businesses. We've got Sheila Clark of CPR Alive Health and Survival and Jill Keith of Enchanted Jewelry. Folks, good morning. Thanks for coming in today. And, uh, Betty, we always like to start things off by giving a little update on what's going on with the Chamber.
1: Oh, well, we're busy as always. We just uh, finished our Chamber Annual Dinner and Awards Gala, and uh, we recognized four individuals for their civic and humanitarian efforts within the uh, 23-town region. And we formally elected our new Board of Directors, of which uh, Doug Porter was elected as our Chamber President. It was a great evening. We had 192 guests in attendance. Uh, lots of fun, great food. We were up at connecticut National. Uh, just a fabulous uh, a fabulous evening so mm-hmm. it 's our start of our year kind of kicks everything off and uh, then uh, shortly after that, uh, we were over at Eastcon uh, conference facility. Uh, We had a business after hours there. We had about 90 guests in attendance. It was another really good turnout, good networking. Um, They're looking at trying to establish themselves as a facility for banquets, for conferences, for workshops, and it was a, a great way for Gary Mallow, who's the executive director over there, and his staff to really showcase what they have.
0: Betty, I would like you to make Doug blush here. Rather than have him talk about himself, I want you to talk about what he brings to the table.
1: Oh, Doug is an amazing businessman, Um, and I will tell you uh, that I personally, you know, experience the quality of the work he does. He owns and operates Woodstock Building Associates. He's the managing partner, as his formal title says. Uh, Correct? Correct. Correct. <laughs> and um, I've actually had him at my home to do some work, and we were we were thrilled with it. It was a great experience. Very ethical, honorable, does a fabulous job. Um, he's recently expanded into the Massachusetts area. Um, and Doug, from a chamber perspective, is very organized, uh, methodical goes through things in a, a very organized manner, and, and comes in with his three ring binders. And um, I appreciate that. To me, that's, uh, you know, you're prepared and willing to work for the organization, so.
0: Did you blush, Doug?
2: Just a little bit. Just
1: <laughs> a little bit, <laughs> yeah. yes.
0: Now, I know that the Northeastern Connecticut Chamber of Commerce has grown a lot in the last couple yeah. of years. And I would guess, Doug, that's sort of your charge to keep that growth process going.
2: Absolutely. Not only to keep it going, but make sure it's managed. We've expanded out to 23 towns now. We have a larger area, which means we have a larger group that we're dealing with, which is great. Mm -hmm. And over 500 members, we're doing well.
0: Why did you want to become president?
2: Uh, Because Betty Ash. (laughs) She's that (laughs) persuasive, huh? Yeah. You have to give back to your community. You have to be involved in, your, in the businesses in the area if you want to be successful. And so when Betty reached out to me, I did ask her to delay a year, because so, we were expanding into our new office in Franklin, Mass. I may have asked for a two-year delay, and she put it down on her notes. And a couple of years later, she called back and said, okay, done. And I willingly stepped up. And it's been very good with Kevin Merchant, was the past president. He did a fabulous job with the expansion into our larger area, and it was easy to fall in right behind
0: him we'll come back and talk more with Doug about his business WBA Woodstock Building Associates but remember spotlight now we're going to hear from a couple of local merchants other m- local merchants including Sheila Clark of CPR Alive Health and Survival which is based in the Mill. Sheila good morning thanks for coming in today and exactly what is that organization about
3: well about 7 years ago I started becoming an instructor for CPR and first aid and decided to open up my own business, like opening up here in Willimantic about three years ago. And I did some teaching up in the Adirondacks. So I travel all over and teach CPR, first aid, basic life support, child and babysitting safety courses, and
0: etc. Who is your clientele?
3: My clientele is construction, people in the construction field, EMTs, foster parents, um, guides for you know, canoes, hiking, hunting, children's uh, summer camps, preppers, physicians, nurses, firemen, EMT, it goes on.
0: So if I got inspired to want to learn CPR, which is not a bad thing to learn, what would be involved? I I would go to your organization, CPR Alive, Health and Survival, and how long does the process take?
3: Well. CPR for the community is about three hours. BLS for health care providers is about three and a half. And if you wanted the first aid, usually the combination is four or five hours for the CPR and first aid.
0: And I think a key word to your business title is survival. This is designed, seems to be more, for people who go out in the woods, not for the people who drive down Main Street no, and go to work in the morning. No,
3: this is for everybody. This is for everyone, mothers, fathers, teachers, nurses, daycare workers. I also teach the special um, Connecticut daycare program, which is pediatric CPR first aid with supplemental material to satisfy the, you know, Connecticut state licensure for um, daycares.
0: Also joining us this morning, we have Jill Keith from Enchanted Jewelry in Plainfield. Jill, good morning. Thanks for coming in today and give a little background of your business, Enchanted Jewelry.
4: Good morning. It's nice to be here. (coughs) Excuse me. Um, Enchanted Jewelry was started in 1985 by my dad, Gil St. George, sometimes pronounced Jules, um, but in French it's pronounced Gilles St. George, and I'm not a native French speaker. Um, Started at his, as a his seventh career after uh, being the wise potato chip salesman uh, for northeastern for eastern Connecticut, and um, being an internationally renowned Appaloosa horse breeder, trainer, and judge. Uh, started as a costume jewelry business, and then he quickly switched to fine jewelry. Um, he's a bench jeweler and uh, retired, and was going to close the store in two thousand sixteen i'm a former school district administrator i used to be the director of special ed in putnam and uh, retired five years ago started bringing my dad coffee and uh, then fast forward three years he gave me the store Um, my son is now the bench jeweler and um, we made a very difficult decision in 2017 and decided to leave main street in danielson Um, And amazingly, we became busier without a store from our website. And uh, then my son had an opportunity, when we didn't have the store, to uh, get trained by one of the best in the country. Um, And now we've reopened in Plainfield. It was very important to us to stay in the northeast corner. And Plainfield is the furthest south town of the chamber. (laughs) Um, And now we're. basically tripling uh, in size. We've grown so much in the last few months. So it's, I'm a jeweler's mom and a jeweler's daughter and um, very honored to continue the tradition. My dad has, has uh, started with the store.
0: Let me go back to the president, Doug Porter. Tell me about Woodstock Building Associates. How long have you been around, Doug?
2: We're, ce- we're celebrating our 40th year in business this year. So we've been around a little bit.
0: How did you get into this business in the first place?
2: Well, you know what, I have to tell you, Uh, I was between school, I had started a program of graduate work in Pittsburgh, didn't like it, came back to the northeastern Connecticut and said, okay, what am I going to do? So I was very fortunate, Uh, some guys, local guys were working as carpenters and said, well, why don't you join us and you can be the laborer on the crew. And they were great, they taught me the trade. And that's what started as Woodstock Building Associates in 78. They taught me the trade, eventually they moved on and I stayed and continued the business.
0: Can you just talk about the way that the business has changed over those 40-plus years or so? I'm guessing you're doing things now when you either build or do other work around properties that you weren't doing 40-some years ago.
2: I think the big thing, and I I shouldn't say it's a big difference, because we still worked at it in the 70s. I I used to have long hair and a ponytail. It's hard to believe now with this short gray hair that I have. But we were very much into energy conservation back in the 70s. Solar was a big thing. So that's where we started, and that has come back full circle now with people are very concerned about how well we build the houses, how well they are insulated, and how efficient are they going to be. And that's our big drive, is very energy-efficient homes using as low of energy output as we can.
0: Are there still benefits for people who get solar? In other words, uh, tax breaks or things like that, like there have been in recent years?
2: I think they're starting to phase out. There were, uh, particularly on sales taxes, were waived for a while on solar panels. Um, But they still make a tremendous good investment. Uh, And what we really tried to do is reduce the overall energy requirements of the house to start with. Super insulate the home. That's where I recommend people to do before they consider what kind of heating systems they're doing. Reduce the amount of heat that's required of the house. We're also primarily remodelers too, and we do that the same thing on new home uh, on remodels. How do we make the house more efficient?
0: Woodstock Building Associates, your one-stop shop for all your residential needs. Custom homes, custom kitchens, bathroom remodels, screened porches, master suites, mudrooms, additions. Garages and barns, decks, plumbing, heating and air conditioning, Mitsubishi ductless heating and cooling systems, and hot water solo uh, solar. Of all those things, Doug, do you have a favorite? Do you have a, a, a specialty? Or, are um, you, or is it all tied for first?
2: It's all tied for first. got to admit, right now we're really pushing on the Mitsubishi ductless heating and cooling systems. To see 40 years ago if I had been telling people that I was recommending electric heat, I wouldn't have, couldn't imagine doing that. Now, 40 years later, electric heat is what we're recommending because of these Mitsubishi heat pumps that they have, and they're extremely efficient. We're using them in all of our new homes, and we're installing a lot of them in existing homes. We've probably put about 1,000 of them in and have very, very few negative concerns with them. Everybody's very, very pleased with them.
0: Do you see a trend in the housing market? Uh, Back 30 years ago, carpeting was big and then it went to hardwood floors. Well, if someone's gonna build a house right now, what can they do in 2019 to be in the cutting edge of where the market is gonna be going in the next 10 or 20 years?
2: Well, hardwood floors is probably the best mm-hmm. way. You know, you, you look back in the 40s and the, uh, the 50s and a lot of hardwood was done and then carpet came out and they covered all of that beautiful hardwood with carpet. Now you're seeing people coming in and tearing out the carpet and restoring the hardwood. I think that's, a again, environmentally it's a good product. It's easy to clean. As people worry about indoor air quality, uh, carpet isn't necessarily helpful because it can trap things Whereas it's easy to clean and, and maintain hardwood floors.
0: Let's go back to Sheila Clark of CPR Alive Health and Survival located in the Wyndham Mills here in Willimantic. Just give me an idea of some of the programs that you have about some of the th- ways that people can get involved in what you do and learn not just CPR but also how it helps them in survival.
3: Well I have some background with the Red Cross so um, I have some experience starting with Hurricane Katrina and You know, I learned a lot about um, survival, and I've actually written kind of a guidance for myself to teach. It's about uh, 10 things, starting with the rule of three, that you can't live three minutes without air, three hours without proper shelter, three days without water, and three weeks without food. So, um, you know, people don't realize how much they need to know how to survive in case of a disaster and so I make it very comfortable and hopefully before they leave very confident in the skills that they learned.
0: Tell me more about your Katrina experience that uh, got my attention.
3: Okay well I actually started here in the uh, Willamantic police station becoming a community emergency response team and I received an email with the Red Cross to go down and help with, you know, sheltering for Hurricane Katrina and, you know, the waters were rising on Monday. I was in training by Friday and flew down there on Sunday actually with another uh, friend of mine from uh, Wyndham Hospital. So, uh, you know, we went down there for three weeks. We did a lot of different things in the shelter. It was very sad. A lot of experiences that you heard over the TV were true, and we were working with those people. And it was, it was tough, but it was very, um, it was something that I have continued to do, including the islands on 2017 and with this hurricane they had in North Carolina.
0: Sheila, have you had occasions where knowing CPR has helped you save someone's life?
3: Well, actually I'm an EMT, so I have performed CPR. It is, uh, you know, it's a tough thing to do, and that's why, you know, when people come in and learn CPR, I really um, have a relaxed atmosphere so that they will be confident in their skills even during an emergency because, you know, most of us have a fight, flight, or freeze. And so I just, I'm a very thorough instructor and, and make sure that they're confident in their skills before they leave.
0: You can get information by logging on to cpralive.com to find out more about CPR Alive Health and Survival of Willimantic. And then uh, going back to Jill Keith of Enchanted Jewelry of Plainfield, I referenced your website earlier. It's really good, really complex, and with a jewelry store, that's pretty important, isn't it?
4: It is. um, I think about 80 to 90 percent of the people who walk through our door tell us that... Uh, they search on Google typically for jewelry stores near me, jewelry repair. Um, some recent uh, search uh, items that people told us were um, cute little boutique near me. Uh, somebody just did a search on um, bonded jeweler near me. Um, and from there, Google takes um, people to our. Th- our shop. We don't pay for that placement, but we're usually in the top three or four on page one um, because Google Analytics are so locally driven. And then they click on the website and uh, then they come through the door. They typically read the reviews, and um, so it's critical. It actually is um, the only reason why we're continuing to be in business. Um.
0: When it comes (laughs) to your clientele at Enchanted Jewelry, what, what do you sell the most of? And I'm, I'm thinking of whether it's just ornamental jewelry, whether it's, you know, necklaces, would it be wedding rings, things like that?
4: Great question. So in our new shop, our showroom is much smaller. So we had to curate the collection to the things that people um, came to us for the most. Uh, that has turned into engagement rings, remounts, um, anniversary rings, family jewelry. Uh, And then gifts tend to be Rembrandt Charms, Uh, certain um, brands that have been in business for 40 to 100 years, uh, made in America typically, lifetime warranties, uh, so they know that we are protected if they purchase from us, um, they are protected because we're going to stand behind the piece also. Um, But engagement rings um, has been just a pleasure because people are getting extraordinary heirloom type quality and um, and then they have a local jeweler. You can come in, you become like a VIP with us. You can come in anytime, have it cleaned and inspected, and um, those additional services we provide, like the 1950s, just complimentary service.
0: In a perfect world, you go through that whole engagement ring, wedding ring thing only once, so right. you get one chance to get it right. Do you take pride in that? When bring people come in, they might need to be talked through the process to make sure it's done the right way.
4: Absolutely. Um, We have found the most success when couples communicate well, um, when uh, hints are adhered or considered, (laughs) especially Pinterest (laughs) pictures. Um, We've had a couple of people who tried to do it on their own, um, but luckily had a wonderful relationship. And when uh, the fiancé said yes anyway but still wanted something different, um, we've done some remounts uh, just Um, before the wedding (laughs) Um, but we do offer a dollar for dollar upgrade on all of our pieces uh, first time around and then in the future if um, if necessary Um, so it it is um, really wonderful to see couples put all the sentiment into something that is expected we hope to last a lifetime and future generations
0: Do people buy things off the website, or is everything pretty much done in store after they've looked at things on the website?
4: Most people, and it's really wonderful, do a lot of research on our website and all over the internet, Um, and uh, online uh, competitors, um, other local jewelry shops and their websites. So people come in really informed, which is uh, quite wonderful. So. I think I need you to rephrase that question. <laughs> well, just whether
0: whether they buy it online or whether oh, they buy in the store.
4: Oh, so great question. We just turned on the cart uh, for our website, so and we're in the middle of a redesign of our website. So um, we are toying with the question of keeping the twenty-five thousand pieces of jewelry that are on the website right now, um, that people could purchase uh, online, and then come into our store to pick up, or. Uh, curating that down to only what we have in stock and letting them um, pick only what's actually in our store that we could deliver the same day. Um, So what we did find the most, though, is that people will pick a ring, pick a diamond, and say, can you have this for me by Friday? (laughs) Um, So that's what happened to us when we didn't have a store. So um, people definitely make their wish list on the website. um, And I usually encourage people to look at the diamond first before they actually make the the sale.
0: <laughs> and she did say 25,000 pieces of jewelry. That <laughs> website is enchantedjewelryct.com. And lastly, Betty, just give a little uh, look at what's coming up here with the Northeastern Connecticut Chamber of Commerce, some of the events that you've got on the calendar.
1: Yes, thank you. Um, well, we have a business after hours coming up on February 26th. Uh, when I was here last with then President Kevin Merchant, um, Karen from Willie Brew and David uh, happened to hear us and were so impressed with everything that uh, Kevin was kind of going down the list of uh, our new chamber members and whatnot that they contacted us and said we want to join so uh, Liberty Bank was uh, had been booked for Business After Hours and they were looking for a location to host it and so they put in together a partnership. Uh, So it's Liberty Bank's Business After Hours in partnership with Willie Brew at Willie Brew on February 26th from 5 to 7 p.m. So that's our next uh, networking program. I expect it's going to be over 100 guests in attendance there. It's going to be fabulous. Every time I mention it, people say, oh, I definitely want to be there. So um, we're excited about that one. Then we have um, April 12th, we're going to be meeting with our legislative contingent. We've got 15 lawmakers that we have invited to attend uh, over at East Con. Yeah, it's a great location for us. It's kind of in the middle of our service region, and I expect we'll have uh, another sold-out event as we have in the past.
0: Betty Kujai, the Executive Director of the Northeastern Connecticut Chamber of Commerce, joined by the new, newly elected Chamber President Doug Porter of Woodstock Building Associates, and by the way, they are at wbahomes.com, along with Sheila Clark of CPR Alive Health and Survival of Willimantic and Jill Keith of Enchanted Jewelry of Plainfield, part of our member spotlight and the chamber chat here with folks from the Northeastern Connecticut Chamber of Commerce. Folks, good to see you all. Thank you for coming in this morning. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. you. 14 WILI Willimantic. We're also at 95.3 FM.